Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to End the Spotlight with Brian Gardner. I am not Brian. Brian is not here. Brian is currently enjoying his honeymoon away from the tomfoolery that is us. So instead, you once again have the privilege of having myself, Justin, and, of course, the wondrous, always, Phenomenal co-host, Mike. Dipping, that's what kept my hair. My honeymoon is at the fail. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, Orlando, no. same thing. Oh, well, there's a shocker. Spoiler alert, Brian's in Orlando on his honeymoon. What a well, surprise. But we do want to congratulate Brian on his wedding and wish him, wish him and his beautiful Beautiful wife, uh, the very best. I hope they're having a great time. Um, I, 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 for the record, I am going to welcome the change from In the Spotlight with Brian Gardner to In the Spotlight with Brian Hanshu. I think it flows off the tongue a little bit better. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, another bit of news that we are also without Jeff Tech this week. Um, he is currently packing. I'm not sure. I don't want to know, but we are without Jeff Deck this week. Jeff Deck, of course, is our technical guru. He is allegedly on the run. Uh, he may or may not be in the Mexico area. If you see this very suspicious human being, uh, maybe golf clapping in the Mexico area, please call your local border patrol and have him extradited back to where he's supposed to be so maybe he could do the show, you know, maybe when Brian's not here once or twice, that jackass. Yeah. In terms of being a technical guru in the street show, the show, there you go. Um, also, please feel free to send Brian your congratulations. Uh, you can get, and the best way to get a hold of him will either be through his Twitter account which is at IT Spotlight BG. Once again, for your convenience, at IT Spotlight BG. Or you can email him at the show's email, IT Spotlight BG at gmail.com. Summon congratulations. Give him harassment. Ask about Jeff Tech. Do whatever you want. Just if it's on Twitter, make sure it's under 140 characters. Yes. Also, if you could use the special tag, hashtag ITS Surprise because we didn't think it would happen. But I, it, I, but did, it, I did, but... You uh, you did not expect it would happen to a woman. Different story. But you didn't expect it would happen to a woman. You thought it would happen, though. That, that is true. So for, these, for this episode, it's going to be kind of an abridged... Uh, Double episode. We are going to be doing a little bit of sports and a little bit of entertainment. Just kind of uh, going over some things. We're not going to get as in depth as we usually would. You know, we're not going to do, you know, our predictions for you know the movies because, to be honest, me neither myself nor Mike are good at that. Well, Brian is neither, but we can admit it. To be to be fair, if we did offer our movie prediction uh, prowess. We would definitely be more accurate than Brian is. However, seeing as Brian did, like, I don't know, three weeks worth of predictions, uh, you can go check out last the last episode, which is, which is available on TalkShoe, which is available on iTunes, which is available on Libsyn. And, you know, download us there. Watch it. Support us. Please. Yeah, yeah. Brian, Brian needs it. He does. 
He does. For his own for his own heart. His own heart, yeah. <laughs> Just so, saying. We're all these different things. Go ahead, Justin. And to let everyone know why we're doing a double show tonight, because on Thursday we will be previewing previewing I'm sick, uh, the network special elimination chamber for WWE. So we'll do our predictions there, what we think of the show, how it's going to be. So that will be all Thursday's show. And so tonight's going to be a little bit of everything. We're going to do lots of cool stuff, sports, entertainment, and then we're going to get off at a reasonable time because, of course, we're working men. We have to get up in the morning. Exactly. But And Thursday, we are going to preview Elimination Chamber, which is going to be fantastic, led by the amazing main event of, of course, Owens versus Cena, which I am looking forward to tremendously. But I am biased, as you all know. Yeah. Big Super biased. Well, I think we'll start off, we'll start off on uh, some sports. Right now we got playoffs going on. we got NBA playoffs. we got the NHL playoffs going on. Uh, we also got some interesting baseball news as well, which has been going on the past couple of days. A string of ejections in baseball for illegal substances. Uh, Using for pitchers using illegal substances uh, on the mound. Uh, last Saturday we had Brian for the uh, Baltimore Orioles reliever Brian Messut, I believe he was ejected during the game against the Houston Astros for having a combination of like suntan lotion, pine tar, and you know rosin on his arm, which, if you know baseball, is not legal. You're not supposed to have anything on the ball that will give you an unfair advantage. A few days before that, Will Smith, who is not the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but instead, he's a pitcher for, uh, I just lost it, he was the pitcher for the Twins. No, sorry, for the, for the Brewers. Uh, he was suspended earlier in the week for the same thing. Now, the interesting coming out of that, interesting, interesting things coming out of that is, well, it's not necessarily the that pitchers are having stuff on their arm. Apparently, a lot of them do it. It's kind of rampant. It's kind of rampant. It's an unwritten rule. Everyone cheats. You just normally don't blow it in. Unless it's a you know really big huge game, and a lot of people tend to find that unsportsmanlike when a manager or a player on the opposing side kind of go, "Hey, he's cheating." Um, that's what happened to Smith. He got mad at the opposing um, opposing team and started shouting, uh, shouting at the manager who let, let the umpires know that, "Hey, this guy's got crap in his arms." So. My question is, why is this kind of coming about now? I mean, if everyone's been doing it, why do we have all of a sudden a couple in a row? It's getting a little bit more attention than it normally would. And if everyone's doing it, like people are saying, one question going about is, well, maybe we should allow pitchers a little bit more leniency on what they can use. You know, maybe getting a better substance you know, but you know, a better type of rosin for them to uh, have on the mound, or something like that. Uh, Mike, do you have any uh, ideas about this? Well, it's worth noting that uh, Red Sox manager John Farrell is going to bat for these pitchers. Um, he did. He was quoted by saying, "I would like to see an approved substance that pitchers can use." Because when, we're take, when we take a manufactured baseball and rub it with dirt, it's going to create a slippery feeling to it. The mud residue leaves a firm film on it that you don't necessarily feel good, consistent grip unless you go to a ball like the one used in Japan where it's got a tacky feel to it. 
but I'd like to see something that's approved and that everyone could use. I think if you pull any hitter, the hitter wants to know that the ball's got a grip. The ball's not going to get away from the pitcher. Which, um, despite the whole, like, uh, I don't know, Japanese ball and American ball, whichever one you can get a better grip on and squeeze and that just be firm. Uh, despite that, um, he's got a point where the hitters probably would like uh, a, a ball that they know will knock it out of control. Uh, it might make for a more competitive game, uh, especially, and you know what? Personally, I feel like hitters um, would be comforted to know that if if they're being thrown at, they know it's because the pitcher is not screwing up, uh, and the and be actually making for umpire easily for you know more easy for umpires too. Where a better grip means more control. More control means um, if you're being thrown at, then you know it's on purpose. And when they start swearing at you in Spanish, then you know you did something wrong. So I, I, I agree with you, especially for the rules of the game. I think it would make it easier. But, you know, I'm going to be in bad substances. Ooh, you never know. You never know. They, they, they might start approve, they might approve it for you for the, uh, the ball, and then they might try to see what it does on the other ball. Just catch my drift. Yeah. Well, I think the one big thing is baseball is a game of purists. Well, at least that's what a lot of people like to think it is. A lot of people have this notion of baseball is a game of pure aesthetic uh, ability, and we can't tarnish it by modern technology. How dare you imply, you know, uh, how dare you imply a, a replay? No, you know, we can't do that. They didn't have that back in the 1850s. Well, here's the thing. Other sports do this. Football is constantly adding and changing rules to make the game, A, more competitive, and B, just more accurate so they can get the calls right, so they can avoid having people say, well, they shouldn't have won because cause that made a bad call. He That was that was a pass interference. That was a drop interception. Oh, no, go to replay. Oh, he caught the ball. Okay, there you go. End of discussion. So I think, you know, once the baseball people, and especially the writers, because the writers are the ones that really hold this back, once they kind of get their heads out of their rear end, they realize, you know what, this isn't a bad idea. Maybe we should do something. Because but, but, but I have to interrupt you real quick, Justin. That would imply that baseball writers can get their heads out of their asses and as we well know, that's an impossible feat. It's just not going to happen. No, it's sad but true, as we see every year when they elect people into the Hall of Fame. Where, well, it was good, but you once ignored me when I tried to ask you a question, so I'm not voting for you this year. Because I guarantee you, in like five years, when Derek Jeter is up for the Hall of Fame first ballot. He's going to get like 99% of the vote, and there's going to be one guy who's just going to be like, I don't think he's worth it. Not his first year. And and you will be able to know that, that is the one writer that Jeter's, uh, he slept with that, that writer's wife. That's going to be the writer that Jeter uh, allegedly uh, had a, a night with, the writer's wife. Well, she came on with a gift uh, with a gift basket. Then we all know. That is, that is Jeter. That is yep. Jeter. But allegedly, allegedly. Yes, we're we're using quotes here, people. You know, we don't want to be slanderous. Oh yes, we we cannot slander. Ugh. That's isn't that Maxim's job at this point? Yeah, I think so. So. Well, it's definitely, Mike, Mike, it's definitely, it's definitely dead spin. Definitely yes. dead spin. Yes. But, Mike, I think you had it right when, 
Bandit's going to be like, okay, well, this might make it a little bit harder to hit the ball because they're going to be able to find the location better. So, then, you know, if a pitcher, if a, if a batter's not that great with a ball that's low and away, pitcher's going to be able to get that better. But at the same time, a batter's going to know, you know, if that guy throws it low, high, and tight, I know he ain't going to clock me in the, uh, clock me in the head and not be stupid for three weeks. So you kind of mm-hmm. take it good or bad. You know, you want to get you want to get beamed uh, beamed in the back, and you know, or do you want to, you know, maybe hit you know hit into a pop up instead of a home run? I take the safety or anything. So this yeah, should, exactly, exactly. This, this should be something they're allowed to use because pitchers, listen, story, they all do it. They scuff the ball up a little bit. They have a little you know suntan look. Uh, Spray suntan lotion on the arms. That they use that, and they mix it in with a little dirt, and that gives it a little bit of grip. They have ways they do it. Baseball needs to evolve. It really does because this is a sport that is actively losing a lot of steam. I mean, it's still popular. Don't get me wrong, but it's definitely falling back behind everyone else who's leaped ahead in bounds. Oh yeah, baseball is uh, tedious to watch. You you probably at this point just have to be a purist to kind of just be able to sit through a game. I mean, yeah, with you could say what you will about the home runs and oh, whether or not they were uh, uh, being or cheating or not. Baseball is exciting. Like offense is being had. There was suspense. People hated the Yankees. People were supporting the Yankees. You know, it was a fun period in baseball's history that the writers want to pretend that nothing happened. Well, that's all well and good. Now you're in the age of sabermetrics. And while teams might have to break down, oh, well, maybe this guy's on-base percentage is better than blah, 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 blah. Well, that's all well and good, but it's boring as hell to watch. It's it's almost impossible to actually sit through a game. It's like sitting and watching a race. Most people legitimately fall asleep for the first, like, one and a half to two hours. And they wake up when it's the last hundred laps. Except you can fall asleep for the first two and a half hours and still wake up and see the final six innings. It's It's an endurance trial. Okay, Mike, that's just basically a Yankee-Red Sox game that you're describing right there. Well, yeah, but at least the Yankee-Red Sox games are interesting. You never know when someone's going to get thrown at, and you never know when somebody's going to trip a manager. So at least there's some suspense there. But when you're talking like Kansas City Royals versus, I don't know, Miami Marlins, who cares? Unless you're there live, who cares? It's 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 tedious to watch it on television. It it really is. And they've made the game so uninteresting. This this age of sabermetrics, this age of purity has made your game so uninteresting. It's hard to it's hard to watch. And yeah, it's falling behind football, which stops and starts every seven seconds. It's falling behind basketball, which is just exciting. It's falling behind hockey in the playoffs. Well, I mean, actually, when baseball competes against hockey, it is the playoffs. And playoff hockey is exciting. This, surprisingly, it's, it's, it's exciting. Well, these playoffs alone have been exciting. Because um, so far, you know, yesterday I was watching the end of the Blackhawks and uh, Anaheim Ducks game. Two minutes left. Ducks up by two. Blackhawks pulled a goalie, and they tied it up. Two goals, two minutes. That's hard to do. And then, That's hard to, yeah, it's hard to do, but it happened. Yeah, and go, goes to overtime. Anaheim wins in 47 seconds in overtime. So you have three goals in less than three minutes. And that is literally more than you can say about most of the offense in Major League Baseball. Yeah. At this point, I'm, sur- I'm surprised it's not still opening day <laughs> with, uh, with the rate of you know, offense in baseball. So it's, it's insanity. I mean, right now, we got a game. 
1-0 Rangers. Rangers are down 3-2. Uh, we're in the first period, but the Rangers came out and scored. This is a must-win game for New York. Oh, yeah. And they know it because they just had that last series. Down, down, what it, down 3-0 and they came back and won? Yeah. So, they proved it, but so this is nowhere they haven't been this this run. Yeah. But they, they're they trying to keep it interesting because here we are, 3-2. You win today, it's 3-3, and you're going to the final game. Winner goes to the, winner goes to the finals to play for the Cup. And I never thought I'd talk about hockey, but when it comes down to it, hockey, it, which is a, a sport we were surprised, is still alive. And, and especially in America, is still alive and is still the, is one of the most interesting playoff experiences. Oh, yeah. It is easily one of the most interesting playoff experiences um, that you can kind of witness. It's much more interesting than the NBA right now. Well, segueing into that, right, in about seven minutes, we have game four. I believe, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is game four. This is game four. Cleveland and Atlanta. Uh, we're in Cleveland, and you wouldn't think it'd be three zero right now, because Houston, excuse me, not Houston, Atlanta did everything right. And Cleveland is kind of down to LeBron and guys the Knicks didn't want. And you know what? The first like I don't even know how many years this show's been on the air at this point. At least three, four, five. Um, how many years have we said LeBron James just doesn't have it? He goes back to Cleveland, and suddenly he's the best player in the NBA. I mean, we, we kind of admit he's the most talented player in the NBA, but at this point, it's him or Steph Curry. Oh, good, lo- good Lord. The thing is, when when he won the two in a row, the two championships in a row, I was like, oh, the first time he won, okay, yeah, but that was a shortened year. So it was a little bit, a bit of an after. Then the next year he won, it's like, okay, well, yeah, but he had Dwayne Wade. He had, you know, these people, he had really good people around him. And you had the big three. So, you know, it's kind of he won, but he didn't do it. It's LeBron James. He he chokes when, uh, you know, come late May. We're seeing this right now. He's taking this team, this Cleveland team, on his back. And he's giving them double-doubles, triple-doubles. You know, he's doing everything he can. Making a 3-0 lead. They have a chance in an hour and a half, two hours, to be in the final again. But LeBron James could be in his fifth final in a row. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Um, This first championship with the Heat, that was 100% Dwayne Wade. 100%. 100%. That was probably Dwayne, La- Dwayne Wade's last good season. The second one, um, that was pretty much LeBron. It was Bosch. It was a supporting cast, but that was, that was LeBron too. So he's part of a team that won. Uh, last year, they got run out of the playoffs by the Spurs. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. The, year, the second championship LeBron James won, yeah, he played really well. He had the sporting team, but the Spurs let him win. Spurs, last year in Miami, runs him out of the playoffs. The air conditioning runs him out of game one, and we're calling him what? We call him a quitter. We called him a whiny. We call him a whiny, yes. We call him a whiny complainer weak. We called him weak. He couldn't handle the pressure, and the air conditioning gave out, and he had a cramp. This is, I mean, look, on this show, Brian and I have said that cramps happen. Usually at 4 a.m. 
when you're trying to sound asleep, cramp happens. I, I Nobody here faulted LeBron James for getting a cramp. It was the worst time. That's when you usually get a cramp. At the very worst time, you could probably get a cramp. Now, he's playing this game. He played the last game on one leg. He initially has to check out in overtime, waved off his uh, waved off the guy who was going to come in for him, hits a go-ahead three, wins the game. I mean, that's ridiculous. So he did. He is right now carrying the Cavaliers on his back, even though they have Kyrie Irving, who's injured, even though they've got Kevin Love, who's injured, even though they've got a team that isn't that great. He's carrying them on his back. This is the LeBron James, I think, that everybody was so high on. And the NBA handed him everything. He actually had to go through all that adversity and is now, when they're when they're when the NBA is finally ready to kind of like move away from him, he's finally showing that he is the leader that he was. They all said he was. He's the player that everybody thinks he is, and was saying since he came in, it's ridiculous. It is. It's amazing to witness, though. And I, I really do. And I think Cleveland's getting to the finals. I said it before. I think they're probably going to go. I don't know who they get. If they get Houston, they're going to win. If they get Golden State, it'll be a series. Do you have anything you'd like to say, Justin? Well, I, I think you're right. This is the you know, Cavaliers series to win. Up 3-0, there's almost no way they can't win. The question is, who are they going to face? Because Houston just saved off elimination yesterday. Yeah, they got lucky. Now, I think the stat was Houston has never lost two games in a row at home this season. Can they do it again? Well, they're getting momentum. And they had to survive a late fury by Steph Curry. Like a very, very, very kind of late kind of fury by Steph Curry. And Steph Curry, man, he is having quite the season. Like, I have seen tomorrow's game is at Golden State. And I have a feeling they're going to probably clinch it there. Or tomorrow's game is at Golden State? I thought it was 2-2-1-1-1. Uh, nope. Um, the bottom team on the bottom means it's a home game. Uh, May 27th, we are in Golden State. Because uh, Houston's the higher seed. So if it goes to the seventh game, which it would be on May 29th, then the game is at Houston. So tonight, tomorrow's game is in Golden State, is in Anaheim. So, uh, if and this is just me, if I were Golden, if I were Houston, I would probably play for my ass tomorrow. <laughs> because if you go down, Golden State's going to put them away. That's just it. Golden State's gonna. Golden State will rock them. Yeah. Now if they give an inch. Now my question is, uh, do you first off, do you think Golden State's gonna make it to the finals? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Houston is not as I feel like, and I felt like this all year. Houston's not as good as they thought they were, as everyone thinks they were. James Harden's a great player. But James Harden is kind of like Russell Westbrook. Like, yeah, he'll get 10 assists, but James Harden's first option is always James Harden. Yeah. And Dwight Howard is not the Dwight Howard that he was in Orlando. He wasn't. Dwight Howard is like half the player he was. 
But it's almost like going to the Lakers broke him. Even though I think he was broken long before he gets the Lakers, it's just I think he let everything kind of go to his head in the end. Yes, Dwight Howard has the potential to be the best center in the NBA. It's just he hasn't shown it. He gets lost in games. He doesn't rebound. It's like he's there. I, there there's really not much to say. They had, could have had another option, but, again, they traded away Chandler Parsons. So and when you disrespect your third-best player, usually they go to another team. Kind of like James Harden went to the Houston Rockets after uh, Oklahoma City uh, dropped him. <laughs> Those who do not live from the sins of the past are doomed to repeat them. Yeah, so in five years, Chandler Parsons is going to be the best player in the NBA. <laughs> Maybe not that far, but still. Okay, so my second question was, okay, you ha- you you got Golden State in. More and more likely, too, it's going to be in. Who do you got in that series? Oh, God, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. Uh, are we if if Love comes back? If he comes back, is he still hurt? If Irving is well enough to counter uh, Steph Curry, then we have a good series that could go six or seven. Um, if Cleveland is at full blast, I think they win. Uh, if they are not. And I think Golden State's got an advantage, so I, I I legitimately can't pick. I don't. I just don't know. It depends on a lot of things. So it depends. That's my best answer. <laughs> so Justin, who do you have? To be honest, I don't know. If I had to, if you if you put a gun to my head and I had to pick. It's hard to go against LeBron right now. Yeah. He's right now on fire. I I I don't think I can go against him. I think Cleveland I think it'll be like a six or seven game series, but I think Cleveland's gonna win. Okay. Alrighty. Uh uh-huh. any other sports? Things that you would like to talk about, Mike? Anything that uh, been popping up in your head? I am disappointed that the Lemoyne College Dolphins did not win the D2 National Championship. They had it for a while, and then they kind of lost in the last quarter. Uh, they had the best defense, and they lost the team with the best offense. So, uh, good job, Dolphins. Good job. You did better than Syracuse University did this year. <laughs> uh, SU. That's you. Huh. I don't know. That's the only other sports thing I can kind of think about. Yeah. So. Um, there you go. There you go. We want to shift around a little bit. Let's go to the entertainment spectrum of things. Um, we'll go to the this weekend's top ten. Movies. We're not going to get into our predictions and all that stuff like we said earlier because that's not our forte. Nope. We're just giving you the list and our reaction to it, I guess. Alrighty. Stone up at number one for the weekend with $33 million. Tomorrowland. Because Disney got to make that money. Disney made that money, ho. So, All right. It's got, budget, it's got a budget of $190 million. So it's, I mean, they still got ways to go, but it's only the first weekend. And that's not even including Monday. That is literally, you know, that is the Friday, Saturday, Sunday number. So they, they, you, know, you can probably add tack on another, you know, probably $7 million. So they're probably, up to this point right now, they're probably at $42, $43 million. Just now, if I had to take a guess. Um, 
Actually, we can check that out right now. What do you say, 42, 43? Uh, that's my guess Inclu- if you include yesterday and Monday's numbers. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I have it's, a- it's, it's legitimately a 42.6. Okay, I, I, I am a psychic. You can all bow to me later. Thank you very much. Um, uh, and, and here's the thing. Tomorrowland has not opened up internationally yet. So you're going to see a big spike in that coming up soon. Uh, for the total. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that'll really be one of those movies that kind of does better internationally too. So. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number two is Pitch Perfect Two by Universal Studios. Uh, made thirty point eight million dollars. Brings up its total gross to one hundred eighteen billion. So, Pitches, they have held on to the number two spot. Um, that movie didn't cost a whole lot to make either, so that at this yeah. point, I believe, it's just pure profit. Yeah, because I don't um, see... It, it doesn't have listed the budget, but I'm only assuming. Uh, sometimes Box Office Mojo doesn't. However, like, Wikipedia might. I can check that real quick. Okay, well, Which while is, you check that, while, while you check that, I'll announce to the number the number three movie uh, from this weekend, which many people or which some um, using this term very closely, people are claiming it's feminist propaganda. Mad Max Fury Road by Warner Brothers made, uh, this weekend made twenty four point six million dollars. Um, the big thing people that some people. Uh, they call it MRAs, men rights activists, or menness, uh, which is completely stupid to begin with. Uh, basically, it's feminist propaganda. Basically, they're afraid because it has a strong female lead. Basically, uh, the character of Pat Max is basically kind of pushed off to the side a little bit. It's all about uh, Shreve, and it's awesome. It looks awesome. It actually reminds me a lot of the video game Borderlands, which I'm, which I'm a big fan of. It has that same vibe. Uh, I'm guessing the the game got its influence through the original movies, but this movie looks awesome. I've heard nothing but rave reviews. Uh, that's this is one of the movies that I want to see in the near future. Mad Max Fury Road. Well, it's it's profitable. I'll pitch perfect at a budget of like, oh, what was it, twenty nine million? No, the, so the, that, that, the that, budget for that was much more profit right now. The budget, of, the budget, what was that you said? The budget, the budget for what? Pitch Perfect had a budget of twenty nine million. Okay, yeah, so they're they are almost a hundred million above that, so they they are huh. fine. Oh yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Uh, Mad Max, uh, the second week had a budget of one hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh, it's currently at eighty eight, but I'm sure uh, that's not including I don't think international growth because. Uh, as I go down farther, I can definitely see it's not including international gross. Ninety-four from including Monday, so it's a ninety-four budget at one fifty. Worldwide gross is about two twenty-two. So it did it, it made its money back. Oh yeah, your profit. And, oh yeah. Uh, coming in at number four, which is news of the weekend, Poltergeist. My box with twenty-two point six million dollars. Um, give you a, give you a heads up. I'm not good with horror movies. I am a big wuss. Like Insidious scares me, so I have no comments on this. I'm not going to see this because I can't handle that stuff. I am a whip. I admit. However, well, well, horror movie purists or purists will probably say go see the original Poltergeist. This is a PG-13 kind of remake. So if you want to see it, go see it. If you don't want to see it, don't go see it. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to go see it. I Like you, I don't do horror movies very well. So I'm not going to go waste my time with it. Yeah. Um, Coming in at number five, which really shouldn't be any surprise. It's been out for like a month. Avengers Age of Ultron. Again, a Disney movie. 
So Disney raking in the money this uh, this weekend uh, made twenty one point six million dollars, and just gross for domestic, I believe it's like a hundred uh, four hundred and four million dollars according to this. A bunch of two fifty million, two hundred fifty million. I think World Ride is probably what like oh, close to two billion at this point. No, it's not. It's uh one point two seven. But it's not one, it's not open in every it, there's still countries that need to open up in, correct? Yeah, I believe so. So our one point two seven uh I don't even know where we're even gonna go with this one. Yeah. Um I think they were hoping for a bigger Memorial Day weekend too. Because this Memorial Day weekend everything was kind of down. So, um, so I think they were expecting a bigger one, but well, it happens. Everybody got hit this weekend. Oh yeah. Again, like I said, the numbers that I included sort of twenty-one point six. That's not including Monday, so you could probably add a couple more million dollars to that. Uh, coming in at number six uh, is Hot Pursuit by Warner Brothers, which. It's a bit of a drop off at three point six million dollars. Uh, this one was the one with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Sofia Vergara. Yeah, it you exists. See, you can see the difference between number five and number six. Number five is twenty one point six million. Number six, three point six. Eighteen million dollar difference. Yep. So this and is a very front loaded top ten. Oh yeah, yeah. Usually, usually I like cutting out after five million. Brian usually doesn't, but the top ten. I mean, once you get past five, uh, you can tell what people didn't see this weekend. I mean, Furious Seven's been out for two months. People have already seen it. Paul Blart's been out for about two months. People have already seen it. Uh, if you haven't seen The Age of Adeline yet, you're pretty much everybody in America. And if you haven't seen Ex Machina yet. Again, you're pretty much everybody in America. So that's that's just it. Home twenty fifteen. Uh it already made its money. Yep. Uh so yeah, so, Hopper Suit Hopper so far it's made uh domestic twenty nine million dollars, budget with thirty five million dollars. So I gotta assume in with international it's made this money back probably. Uh Number seven for this weekend was Far From the Madding Crown, uh, Crowd by Fox. Uh, it made $2.2 million. Uh, it's in the fourth week. Uh, it's got no budget, but it's made about $5.5 million, domestically speaking. I don't know what this movie's about. I've never heard of it. I'm not sure if it's kind of more of a uh, what, mo- what movie is it? Far from the Madding Crowd. Far from the Madding Crowd. It came out the same day as Avengers, so it, it probably just got, you know. Um, it looks lost. like it expanded this week. Uh, yep, yeah, it, it was a limited release, uh, expanded this past weekend. Uh, let's see who's in it. Carrie Mulligan, Michael Sheen. I have. Oh, this is a period piece. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen commercials for it. This is a kind of like a period piece. It's a bit of a, a bit of a romance. It's of a bit of a thing. Um, if that is your your take, then uh, you would enjoy Far from the Maddening Crowd. However, uh, most of the people did not. But this this is kind of like a period romance. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number eight is, on his two, uh, been out for two months now, eight weeks, VOE 7, but Universal made, two point, uh, again, $2.2 million. It's domestically made uh, $347 million with a budget of 190. It's made its money back and then some. This is a movie that everyone that just about everyone saw, mm-hmm. and they saw it. 
and it's the weird thing where usually when you go see Fast and Furious movies, you go in there, you watch it, and you come out, and you want to race them in the parking lot. When you watch this movie, as soon as you left the theater, you were crying because of the tribute to Paul Walker. Um, what's going to be interesting is how they do Furious 8 because Vin Diesel says he wants to do another Fast and Furious movie. It's going to be interesting how they go about that. Um, number eight coming at number nine is Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, uh, $1.8 million. Um, it's made a master week $65 million. It's been out for six weeks. A bunch of $30 million. So it's profitable. Um, I'm not sure if this is any, if this was as good as the original. You can call it, you know, Kevin James movie good. Uh, Mike is dozing off, so I'll keep going. Uh, and uh, under- n- n- wait, wait, where are we? And did you just do ten? Uh, Don't do any more. <laughs> I just, I just, I just did nine. I just did Paul Blart Mall Cop two. Uh, number ten. Oh yeah, yeah. This is gonna be the last one. It's home. It made one point five million dollars. It's made for nine weeks, so it's the, it's the longest movie out in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nine weeks. It's, yep. It's domestic gross is one uh, $168 million, a budget of 135 So that rounds up your top 10. Alrighty. Um, Sorry, I was I was reading up on Far From the Matting. Sorry. Um, it's, it's based off of an 1874 book by Thomas Hardy. Um, it's also the fourth time this movie's been adapted into a film. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's interesting. It's interesting, um, but it is definitely one of those period romances. Definitely a period romance. Um, if that's your thing, then that's your thing. Um, but that's it. Now, Mike, have you heard a situation with Johnny Depp? I have not heard of any situation with Johnny Depp. Uh, Johnny Depp is in big trouble. I guess what happened was, and I just was kind of uh, reading this a little bit. I'm not too sure what's going on. Johnny Depp went to Australia, brought his dog, didn't declare him, and now he's in big trouble. Uh, had his dog confiscated. Because um, usually when you bring animals uh, to another country, you're supposed to declare them because if they're not native to that country and if they do get loose, they can wreak all sorts of havoc because the natural uh, life, you know, the, the natural wildlife isn't adapted to this animal and it just creates a mess. Because there'll be, you know, if you release a, a, a rabbit, into there, and there's no natural predator for that rabbit, so that just rabbit just goes out and eats everything and messes up the ecosystem for all the other animals. That's why he's supposed to declare stuff. He brought his dogs, didn't, de- uh, didn't declare them, I'm not sure how many, uh, you know, how many dogs he brought or whatever. I, oh, sorry, he brought two Yorkshire, uh, Yorkshire Terriers, uh, private jet, without uh, documentation. You know they have to have a permit. They have to spend ten days in quarantine. Uh, and he's got fifty hours to pretty much get them out of the country, or they'll use knives. So this is kind of a big thing, and he he also faces the possibility of jail time up to ten years. And a fine of about, uh, over a quarter million dollars for not doing all this, you know, the proper paperwork and everything for this. So I'm sure he'll work something out. He'll more than likely just have to bring the dogs home and pay a huge fine. Hopefully the dogs uh, do not get put down because no one wants to see that happen. No one wants to see uh, an animal put down if it's you know, 
not a threat or if it's not sick or anything like that. So hopefully that situation gets taken care of. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it's really adorable how Australia thinks they're going to uh, put Johnny Depp in jail for 10 years. Really adorable. I mean, that that's what the law states, that you can face a fine up to a quarter million dollars and 10 years in jail. Uh, well, you know, whether or not Johnny Depp's going to serve any jail time, no. The answer is no, because he's Johnny Depp. Okay. Yeah, uh, here's the thing. He's facing 10 years or uh, a fine of almost a quarter million dollars. Uh, Johnny Depp is probably going to pay the fine. His dogs are probably going to be shipped back to America, I'd imagine. And I don't know, this is going to be swept under the rug because, let's let's face it, Yes, it is a big issue for the ecosystem if the tiny dogs were allowed to get out and uh, kind of kind of interact with the wild, but they're tiny dogs. Uh, so it is what it is. Okay. I mean, they, I mean, they escaped from the private airplane, but they were. Uh, I mean, weren't they? Weren't they kind of a uh, Caught? Yes. Uh, they were placed in a quarantine. Apparently, he the dogs have flown home now. Yeah, so the dogs have um, flown home. Updates on Entertainment Weekly. Uh, so, yes, the dogs are home. Uh, I'm not sure if they went separate from Johnny and... Well, I was going to say Helena, but she's not there anymore. Um, uh, just, so I, have, just, I have no clue who he's going to... Uh, work with on, on his next Tim Burton film. Uh, it's true. I mean, he'll probably, well, let's face it, it's just one Disney Pirates of the Caribbean movie away from paying that fine. So, it, it's what it is. Johnny Depp is not going to face any serious punishment. The pilot of the plane might, but Johnny Depp is not going to face any problems He's going to go home a little lighter in the wallet. But let's not pretend here. It is the bit of the kind of um, separation of famous and not famous, the added benefits and all that jazz. Um, But Johnny Depp's a celebrity. Johnny Depp's rich. Johnny Depp is a big movie star. Johnny Depp is not going to face any punishment from this other than a fine and maybe a promotional film to visit Australia. That, that, that's probably all it's going to be. So, yeah. He's going to pay the money, and he's probably going to don't, you know, have to, or I may mean, not have to, but he's going to donate a good chunk of money to you know, some sort of, you know, charity, animal, whatever, in Australia as well. Because let's face it, nobody is going to be convinced by any job that it's dog smuggling. He's coming in to bring his dogs to stay with him to get pampered. They're not going to say it's dog smuggling. They're not going to say it's a smuggling ring. It is what it is. Well, it's, it's, he, I, don't, I don't think they're concerned about the dogs. I don't think they think it's dogs. Smuggling. Uh, the thing is, and I, you know, I've been told this by my ex. My ex works with with, with dogs. Uh, anyway, what happens is if you have a dog from another country or even like a different, especially on a continent, and they come over, they might be carrying uh, flea, ticks, or parasites yeah, 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 yeah. that aren't native to that area, and they can just and the medicine there in that area won't work. And it creates an absolute hell. This will happen. This was what happened. Um, my, you know, my ex worked, you know, for a vet. They would go to the Caribbean, you know, like, you know, Caribbean islands, find stray dogs that, you know, find stray dogs. They would take them. They would be quarantined. They'd be completely checked over by a vet, give them flea baths, tick baths, make sure they have no parasites, no worms, or anything. 
before being shipped uh, to where my lived in Canada. And there it had to be, once they get to Canada, it's, it's getting quarantined, given back, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then it gets adopted out. What happened was, uh, what happened was there's a big stink because these people who caught the dogs, just put them in the cage and onto the plane, didn't get the quarantine, didn't get the plane. So they don't know. Maybe did, did that dog have a tick on it, have fleas on it, and then got onto other dogs that maybe were bathed, and now those dogs have fleas, and the dogs like those have fleas, and they go home, go into Canada, and they go in the house with the other dogs, and then those dogs have fleas and ticks and worms that the, that the vets in Canada don't have the medicine to work on, and it's in, you know, it messed up everything. So I think that's the big thing is you will potentially create a huge problem if you don't follow the rules. And Mike is now um, battling a. I, I know I, I can't get into this right now, Mike. You. you you are being attacked by a plush guard chomp. It's a gangster. Ah! And with that, we have reached a new high point for the show. Now, we said it's going to be a bridge show. We weren't really going to get into too much detail. That and I know Mike is probably wants to go to bed soon because, you know, you get tired. So, I believe it's, uh, we are going to start wrapping up this show. But You are in control of the show tonight, so we can do what you'd like. Yes. I mean, it's an hour tonight, guys. It's crazy. Well, I think we're going to start wrapping up the show because we kind of touched on what we wanted to touch on. Remember, uh, Thursday's show is going to be a wrestling show. It, we are going to be previewing WWE Network Special Elimination Chamber. We're talk about the matches, um, what we think is going to happen, all that fun stuff. So, that'll be Thursday's show. But, just because we are going off the air tonight, for tonight, does not mean that we have to be out of your lives until Thursday. You can always find us anywhere you look. We are on TalkShoe.com. You can go through... Uh, I'm usually not the one to do this, all this stuff, so I'm trying to go... Uh, excuse me. If you, you know, if you look at our past episodes, they'll be ranked from the uh, newest episode, it goes all the way down. There are multiple pages. There are hundreds, and we say hundreds, of past episodes that you can listen to and hear my not-so-lovely voice. You hear Mike's constant swearing, and you can hear Brian talk about what he talks about the best himself. Um, you can also... Find us on Libsyn. Make sure, uh, make sure, uh, search for In the Spotlight. And listen to our past shows there, and you can download them. Uh, we appreciate the traffic to there. If you know it's a good investment. We also are on iTunes. Aren't we, Mike? We certainly are on iTunes. Uh, I just realized that a whiteboard app through Skype probably doesn't work that well, especially when it's red. So I will take that from here. Uh, iTunes, you can search for In the Spotlight with Brian Gardner. Uh, once you're there, subscribe, download, and enjoy us. Justin, did you mention that we are also on Libsyn? Yes. You did mention Libsyn. Did you mention... You did mention... Did you mention Blog Talk Radio, how all of our original shows can be found there. I did not blog. because I I did not mention Blog Talk Radio mostly because I was never on Blog Talk Radio. So um, if you want to listen to me, you can find us on Talk to. Make sure it's happening in the spotlight. You can find us on iTunes with Mike just talk about or listen. Or if you want to hear Mike and Brian 
in the older episodes, make sure to uh, go to Blog Talk Radio and search for In the Spotlight with Brian Gardner because you want to know how we got our humble beginning, though so many years ago. At this point, if you haven't heard the first episode, let me just say it is a rough, like, two hours of audio. Oh, yikes. Uh, and the second episode's rough. Look, it doesn't start getting good until I show up. So let's just be clear here. I don't even remember what my first, like, episode as a regular contributor was. But let's just say that's when it started getting entertaining. I'm just being honest. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, you're right, folks. I am right. But also, if you'd like to get a hold of us, please feel free. You can send us an email at, at the official in the spotlight email address, itspotlightbg at gmail dot com. Not that we can check your emails, but Brian technically, allegedly, could. If Brian will check your emails, he will send send to us what you people are saying. So maybe, I, maybe. So remember, itspotlightbg at gmail dot com. And make sure to send Brian his congratulations for his for his wedding as well. Because remember, remember, you can if you want to tweet him that, you have to use the hashtag IT Spotlight Surprise and offer him congratulations on his nuptials uh, while he's currently on his honeymoon with the with the person who wears the pants, of course, in the relationship, his lovely wife Ashwee. And speaking of Twitter, make sure that you know, make sure you can get a, a, the Twitter account as well. At IT Spotlight BG, that is also that is the show's Twitter account as well as Brian's personal Twitter account. So harass him there as well. It goes right to his phone. He loves it. Yes, yes, it goes right to his phone. And do you know what he loves? Having his phone blown up during his honeymoon. Yeah, so make sure to start tweeting them right now and for the next, like, three hours. Um, I'm sure they're both going to love that. I mean, if if his phone doesn't die because he never charges it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, his phone's probably dead right now. <laughs> yeah. So, make, so while his phone might not be charged right now because he never charges it. Um, it's true. It's true. Send him the tweets and emails anyway. So when he does decide to charge it, he'll get a barrage of emails and tweets. Okay, good. That would, and a couple of harassments, mostly from us. That would be hilarious. And by the way, that reminds me, we got to start sending out, uh, sending Mr. Uh, Mr. Hanchu his uh, yearly Florida barrage of puns. I don't know. Should we go ice or should we go Russia this year? Oh, I think the ice is just gets so under your skin much more. So remember, uh, if you want to really harass Brian, start tweeting him ice puns. If you're looking for some good ones, just watch Batman and Robin. His favorite movie. Just just wish it, wish him many viewings of Batman and Robin as a nice honeymoon present. And you know what, guys? You shouldn't be as cold as Ice. If he gets angry, make sure you, that you tell him to chill out. <laughs> oh, maybe he shouldn't be so frozen from it. Ugh. I don't know. You guys can work with that one. Please sure. work with that one. I'm going to work with that one. Well, maybe, not. Maybe, maybe his heart just needs to thaw out. Ah. Oh, but I think we should let this one go for tonight. We should. Uh, oh. Well, unlike Brian, we covered all of our main tra- topics. We made the show entertaining. We, look, we, we, we handled our business, and we're off by 9 o'clock. Look, if you would like to contact us, you can reach me at, I, at, at Mr. Hollow Bastion. If you want to reach Justin, Justin, what is your Twitter? My Twitter account is ninth time lord. That's number nine T H Time Lord. Um so, where basically I answer it every now and then and you find pictures of me with like celebrities. 
because I've met more celebrities than Brian. So, suck it. You suck it. We suck can do it, Chris. Suck it. Oh, come on. All right. You messed up. You messed up. You messed up. Uh, you know what? It's okay. You know what? You know what, audience? Suck it. You, you suck it. Okay, I'm done with this. Suck it. Oh, damn it, Justin. You work so late. Oh, okay. All right, we're, we're going to work on this for, for for Thursday show. We have to. We will get it right. We promise. Okay, yeah, so aside from that, um, everyone have a great night. We will see you on Thursday. Um, I would pat myself on the back, but I'm not that lame. So we'll see you Thursday. Everyone have a great night. And uh, we'll talk about last week then. Thank you. Brother. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.